Welcome to Working Matters. I'm Claudia Rimple. And I'm Carl Edwards. Join the conversation on the web at boldenterprises.com. Well, Claudia, we are back for week two of Avoiding Success, Four Fears That Hold Us Back. It's kind of ironic that something that we want so badly and feel we're so ready for, we actually do things to sabotage ourselves. That's right. Our big um, starter off today is the fear of failure. So let's talk about that. Okay, so here we are. We're going to hold these things in what we're going to call attention. The two things that don't seem to go together, actually, we find happening together quite often. And one is this confidence that we are ready. Let's use the promotion as the example. And at the same time, that we're not ready. So that, you know, we're not in the situation, but we're bored by what we're doing. We need challenge. We need something else. It's time to expand our responsibilities. And that's probably an accurate perception. But then a promotion comes along or somebody talks about retiring or somebody quits suddenly and we're in this different situation where we're one of the people being considered and this other aspect of it becomes more tangible. And that's the aspect of leadership that's the unknowns and the complicateds and the complexes and the things outside your control. And so there's a part of us that kind of concerned what we might not be able to perform. Well, and we've kind of talked about this concept of failure in the workplace before and how that becomes sort of a part of our workplace culture and that if we can recognize that, then we can change those things, that failure becomes something that's not failure, but a learning experience. But I think a lot of it has to do with how we view leaders or bosses is that we often can on the outside critique them and consider their, you know, shortcomings, failures. Exactly. And that's really right where we kill ourselves because when we were under them, you know, we were experiencing the consequences of their failures or their weaknesses or their idiosyncrasies. And so it was easy. It's easy. You know, it's always, we always have 2020 eyesight with other people's issues. When we're going to be in that situation, you know, to view it as, you know, failure is instead of learning, it's like tying both of your hands behind your back. So you've never done this position before. So in one sense, it's completely unreasonable to think that you should be competent right off the bat. You are going to be learning and learning involves making mistakes and mistakes can become um, learning. That's a constructive cycle. It's not going to be a bad situation if we're ready for this new position. All we've done by putting this, you know, competency, strong leader, you know, gloss over it is made those very reasonable processes seem, you know, negative, seem like a loss, seem like we're a failure. And so we're afraid of that. Nobody wants that. But chances are we don't admit to ourselves that we can't do the job, or at least outwardly. Exactly. So tell us ways where we might actually <laughs> clue in to, you know, what might give us clues as to we're actually feeling a fear of failure, but we're sort of deciding to avoid this promotion by giving X excuse or X excuse or et cetera. Well, well that's, there's your clue right there. Your clue right there is when you don't run toward it with arms open wide, like seeing a long lost lover. On the other side of the lavender field? Yes. <laughs> Exactly. And, you know, who cares? What's, nothing's going to come between the two of you. That's what you want. And even though in reality that lover is going to be imperfect and have a lot of painful mistakes and disasters along the way, you still run toward it. 
So your clue is when you're not running toward it. And this is where we sabotage our own success. And, that's, and this is where we're, um, why we're doing this series. So we come up with things that, that are wrong with the promotion, with the position, with the situation, and we talk ourselves out of it. Now, they are real things. They're not to be overlooked. Right. But they end up, there's your clue, they end up talking us out of taking the promotion. Right. So too for much example, time. It's too, too much time. There you go. There's a good one. So leaders, you know, you're, you're not on the clock anymore. You just get a salary. You stay till it gets done. The company's in some complicated situation. It's going to take a lot of time, far beyond what the compensation is. And so you think, well, I'm not going to put myself in that unfair position. Yeah. They're not paying me enough to They're do not this. going to be paid me enough to do this. Or, you know, the economy's bad, and people um, higher up in the organization are cutting budgets in arbitrary fashions. We just need to cut everybody's budget by 25%. The economy's that bad. just have that much less to work with. Sorry. They can't expect me to do the job with less money. There you go. So there's your excuse. It's a real problem that you will face as the leader trying to do what the previous person did with 25% more budget than you will have. But what you end up doing is you end up talking yourself out of being in that complicated, nasty position. And so your, your, your thinking's accurate, you know, that you're going to be in a more difficult position than your predecessor. But what you're actually doing is avoiding the very promotion that you want. There's the irony. There's the twist. There's the way we end up sabotaging ourselves. So how do we, I mean, these, as you said before, these fears are real. The issues are real. The problems are real. How do you, without going into sort of problem solving for those particular issues we brought in, how do you sort of change your mindset? How do you view the alternative or what's the alternative? That's, you know, you kind of come up with the answer even as you ask the question. There is no alternative. I'm that smart. Because you're, you're that smart. You don't even realize yeah. that the genius just flows. It does, doesn't it? It's like through my pores. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> You're dying in your current position. It's time for change. You deserve the promotion. The very reason that you spend so much time being angry at your boss or complaining about them is just part of the restlessness that you're ready to be in that sort of role. So what we want to do, what we need to do is be aware of these cultural fallacies that we put on leadership, strength, and competence that are making us think about the change in a negative way. So when failure is merely learning, I'm going to be in a new situation. I'm not going to be immediately competent. I will need to learn a lot of things on the job. All leaders face challenges. All leaders face challenges. It is by its definition complicated. There is no job description. There is no, um, this is how you do it, like there is, and this is how you build the, the microchip. And so, so the, so the um, complicated eventness, the complicated aspect of it becomes normal, and that there's you know, fear involved, that that's not fun to be in that situation is normal. If we can hold those intentions, then we can go ahead and run toward the promotion, knowing it'll be complicated, knowing it will be difficult. But that is precisely what we need now professionally. We need to be in that difficult, complex situation or we will die of boredom. It's just a tense one where there's no easy answers and it's that, you know, that tension itself that makes it a professional role, that there, you know, there is no to-do list. I think that's a good point. It is, in a way, about the challenge. It's about 
going into something that is going to stretch you, that is going to give you another learning edge, another opportunity to do things differently or to try things with different solutions. Because it is true, sometimes we are able to see things that bosses can't see because mm-hmm. of the nature of you know your work, the people you interact with that they are a little bit isolated from. But you can change that. You can make sure that you know, you're know you talking with the people under you, that you have good solutions that could be implemented. You get to bring you to the table. You're not going to replicate what the previous person did. And there's the opportunity. It's just that the sorts of validation for being correct or being successful are not the same in management. Things don't work out the next day. They may not work out the next week. They may not work out the next month. They may not work out a line of something you're trying to build might not work out for several years. But if you have to build toward that, you have to deal with, are we on the right track? And keep thinking about that all the way along. So we're, we're switching. We're moving over to where validation and knowledge of success takes a different form. And yet we're in a culture that wants results immediately. Well, then we have kind of spoken about our fears, sort of brought that out, laid them out on the table, given us clues to see what we may be feeling. And then we're, we've talked about how we're going to weigh, you know, what are just the fears, right, talking. So then what do we do? What, how do we take action? How do we decide yes or no? You just decide yes. You just, you have to go for it. You're ready. You knew you were ready before. And what I'm saying is that these things are all illusions. They're fears that come up. They're natural, but they aren't factual. You are ready to be in that awkward place. You are ready to be stand in that tension. You are ready to go where there are not answers. It's just because that's new, it feels there is, and there is the possibility that you may not do well. But that's but the risk that you are ready to take now. So you need to go ahead and go. Well, that's the truth about being the boss, right? It's not just the competence, the moving up, the success, the being the boss. It's when you are in leadership, it's about being a person who solves problems or works with problems. Exactly. And if you have to be dishonest to yourself about that you're learning this new thing, which again, I don't see why that's hard to admit because of our culture it is, You can't admit it to yourself. You're not going to admit it to anyone else. So then you're going to spend every day, instead of solving problems, instead of being present, instead of thinking and doing what you're good at, you're going to have to spend every day faking being this kind of strong, competent know-it-all. And that's going to take all your energy, and that's going to dominate all your relationships. And, you know, you may as well close up shop before you even start if you're going to take that approach. Those people, you know, are disasters. And they're unhappy people as well. So you know, got to be yourself and you got to go for it. And that's why we just want to put these things out on the table so that you can embrace the success that you're ready for, the next step, and just ad- take each challenge as it comes. Well, next week we'll be looking at the fear of blame, continuing our series on avoiding success. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production. 